0: This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. It's the Bartender Journey Podcast number 120. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Thanks for listening. This is the podcast that talks all about bartending and cocktails and spirits. And uh, this week we're going to continue to talk about Tales of the Cocktail. Uh, so much went on; uh, I couldn't sum it all up in one in one show in one week. So uh, actually, uh, I had I was trying to get I had a listener uh, Tony who uh, contacted me said he was going to his first Tales and we we tried to connect at the uh, at Tales didn't work out, but uh, <laughs> somehow we we never met up. But um, but uh, I was going to call him up last week for ask for his impressions of of um, of the of his first Tales of the Cocktail, you know, but uh, actually we ended up, I was just going to put a small segment of that into the last week's show, but uh, as it turned out, we talked for like half an hour and had a great conversation, so that's going to be the uh, the bulk of the show today. So we're going to talk all about Tales of the Cocktail. First, let's mention the book of the week. The book of the week this week is Speakeasy, and that's by Deshaun Zarek and Jason Cosmos. And uh, of course, they're the uh, proprietors at Employees Only, and uh, the original founder, of that great bar, and uh, they wrote a great book here, Speakeasy. I highly recommend it. Uh, the forward is by Dale DeGroff, and the afterwards is by David Wondridge So uh, you know, you know, you can't go wrong there. I'm going to read a quick quote from the uh, from the book. There's a segment here called "Ice as a Tool and an Ingredient." And it says here, ice is a tool, possibly the most important tool in cocktail making. Well, that's an interesting statement, and uh, but it's true, isn't it? This book is chock full of great advice, great uh, techniques, and uh, awesome, awesome cocktail recipes. So, uh, highly recommend it. It's a beautiful book as well, and it's called Speakeasy. And if you go to bartenderjourney.net, you'll see a link to it. And uh, if you go to the resource page, you'll see a lot of the uh, the products that I've recommended. And uh, but under under this week's uh, blog post, you'll see uh, you'll see the link directly to Speakeasy easy the book and uh check it out and yeah do me a favor go to bartenderjourney.net and click through any of those amazon links and you'll be helping out the show a bit uh just by clicking on one of those links and and doing your shopping in amazon it doesn't cost you any extra and it helps out the show a little bit it helps to pay the bills here hey i want to tell you we're sponsored this week by saint michelle wine estate's shake the vine contest and that was a great contest you may have heard me talk about it last week and we had an interview with the winner and uh we're gonna have
1: interviews with a few of the other finalists so uh well here they are i'm spencer warren i'm from pittsburgh pennsylvania i work a butcher in the rye we're just just recently james beard nominated for our cocktail program no kidding yes definitely very exciting the news we made is there, the semifinal.
0: Is, there, is there a good uh cocktail uh culture in pittsburgh
1: yes it's been up and coming over the last five six seven years and it's just getting better and better and uh at this point we were just pittsburgh was just named top 10 foodie cities in the u.s one above new york so i'm yes. from new york wait a minute wait a minute it's no. been a, it's been a the thing about... I'd the have co- to wrestle you. Yes. <laughs> we have Bruno San Martino in Pittsburgh for that. Um, but no, it's one of the... The culture of it is, for me growing up, most of the chefs would leave Pittsburgh and go train under someone and they wouldn't come back. Yeah. Now they're coming back or they're the ones doing the training at this point. So, And they're not leaving, so they're all opening places. And same thing with the bar aspect as well. Like in the cocktail culture, it's... You know, instead of everyone leaving to go to New York or San Francisco, they're all coming back to Pittsburgh because it's, you know, it's a very livable city and it's inexpensive and reasonably priced. So it helps, you know, the whole culture and everyone wants to learn and they're a lot more eager because there's a lot more opportunity for growth there at this point. How cool.
0: Yeah, I was actually in Pittsburgh for the first time, like, um, about six years ago now, and I was okay. totally blown away. I, like it was way different than I expected. It was
2: very cool.
1: Yes, it's not the typical steel mill town that people expect. It. They come in, they think it's gonna be like this smog or something. It's, you know, it's definitely a very tech forward city and now becoming a foodie city. And it's been nice. It's great. It's great. a nice change. So I always tell people it's like the little secret surprise for a city. People expect one thing and they get a whole other thing. Yes. And now everyone's moving back downtown instead of moving to the suburbs. It's like my old apartment used to have a. I left my apartment. Recently, I think it had 1,500-person waiting list to get into the building. It's just wow. there's not enough. Everyone wants to live downtown now, which is great. So it brings, you know, it makes the city a lot more vibrant.
0: How great! So you entered this competition, and all of a sudden you're uh, here. You are at the yes. finals.
1: Yes, uh, I, you know, shake the Vine competition is great. I love doing interesting things like putting something like wine or champagne in cocktails. Um, it's the first wine cocktail competition, so I'm going with my cocktail. I'm going a little more fresh, summer. Summary style, because all I think of is while well, I'm down here in this 100 degree heat. It's hot, man. Oh, it's hot. <laughs> all I want is something very light and refreshing. So that's the way I went towards that. So I did. So what's in it? I muddled honeydew with some peach bitters. Mm. And then we used the rose, uh, a new rose, and then Torres orange liqueur, as well as uh, forged gin, a little bit of lemon juice and honey. And then I shake that and I top it with a red wine floater, the Red Diamond Cabernet floater. Sounds great. It's got a refreshingness to it, but it still has like those, you know, a lot of earthy and like fruit flavors, like a lot of peach and obviously honeydew um, and all that like summer flavors as well. With like the earthiness from the Cabernet kind of pulls it all together nicely. Cool. I hope I get a chance to try it. Yes, (laughs) you will. I'm the last one to go, so. Oh, okay. I'll be, I'll be i out of here in about three hours I think.
0: <laughs> so do, so do drinks like that sell well in Pittsburgh? Is it a hard sell, or do you do you have a hard time like converting people from their, you know, Jack and Coke or
1: how does that go? Maybe five years ago it was hard, but now people are really eager to try new things and they really want to try and explore the different t- styles. So that's it. Really helps having people in Pittsburgh, the young that are eager, that want to learn and change, instead of just, I mean just being like a Jim Beam and Coke or a, you know Bud Light type of thing, it's now become a very big cocktail scene and so people are willing to try it, and especially with the wine and the cocktails, it'll be a nice surprise to like have people come and be like ooh, this is another way I can use wine that I have a little bit left in my bottle at home, what can I do with it? And yeah, that's, that's a, big, a good point. That's a big thing for me, and instead of you know either wasting the last couple ounces because you had just a little too much, the next day you can come back and Make a cocktail with it, so that's the ultimate goal. That's why with my cocktail, I actually made all ingredients you can have from home. So, that's great, yeah. Uh, like, do you have a honeydew at home? If not, you can do some peaches in it. You can change it to watermelon and you can cantaloupe. You can kind of change up the flavors a little by. But but well, uh, wine cocktails are funny because I mean, you know, everybody knows sangria, but other than that, you know, yeah, people don't associate too much with it. But that's what we're here for is to help you know right. get open people's minds to that option of things because. Yeah, yeah. Low alcohol cocktails are very popular right now, so a lot of people are using ports and cherries, and why not? Why doesn't wine deserve to be in there with yeah, that? Yeah. Vermouth? Vermouth, yes. Vermouth used a lot. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, and it also, wine has a lot more flavor than a lot of different things, so it's like, like I said, I use the rosé just to get like the peaches and the citrus flavors out of it, and then I and, use... And there's a wide variety of wine yeah. styles that you can use. Yeah. so yeah. it helps. Like, my other cocktail, I have Riesling in it, and so yeah, it's all different to get more of like that grapefruitiness out of it, so... Yeah. And the whole point of a great cocktail is to actually bring out the flavors of the spirits in it and not just cover it up. Right. So. I, I, I think
0: that was the challenge of this competition was like, to try to bring out, to, to let the wine shine through. You yes. know, it'd be easy to add an ounce of wine and call it a day, and you really wouldn't taste it. But I think the challenge was to make the wine part of the cocktail.
1: Yes. You it know? definitely Help. Yeah. I mean, you definitely, I think it is the biggest challenge is not covering up the wine yeah. with everything else that you know based on your experience. This is like a new realm for most people. I've been playing with wine cocktails for about a year or two now. So oh, yeah? yes, I had one uh, on a menu. I was down in North Carolina for the last year on the Outer Banks and we had two wine cocktails on the menu there actually. So yeah. it's- and that, Actually that's
0: probably an easy sell to, you know, ladies who usually have a Pinot Grigio, you know, like yeah. that, try this wine cocktail. Yeah. It's a nice
1: intro step for someone. So it's not jumping into a Manhattan or an old fashioned. It's like, yeah. how can I step into a cocktail without, I normally drink wine what can i do to step into it i want to learn about it but i'm nervous it's a good intro step into it so it helps
0: that's great yeah it is it is it, it's hard to get people to change their mind about what they drink you know i there was a book i read a book recently it was like when you sit down at a bar somebody's going to the bartender is going to come up and ask you a question what do you want and yeah. you better have a good answer you know <laughs> so you kind of stick to what you know
1: yes so it's hard to kind of break out of what you're used to you know that's why if a lot of these cocktails hopefully make it on their menus at home and then that'll help build that so people look at it and they'll be like oh that seems interesting i want to try it or it's also the bartender's job to sell it that's our job as bartenders we're here to sell and entertain and solve you know alcohol the cause and solution of all life's problems awesome man it was great to meet you nice to meet you as well
0: so there were eight finalists at the contest and we're going to talk to another one cole newton
2: Where are you from? I'm a local boy. Local by choice. All right. So you've lived here all your life? I've lived here for coming up on nine years. I came down to do uh, AmeriCorps after the storm and never ended up leaving. Part of that class. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah. Where'd you come from? Uh, Born and raised in Washington, D.C. I moved here from California. I went to school in Northern California. All right. Yep. So, uh, so you're a working bartender in New Orleans. I'm a working bartender. I'm a bar owner in New Orleans as well. I have a bar called Twelve Mile Limit in Mid City. Awesome. We uh, we're a friendly little neighborhood dive bar, but we have award-winning cocktails. Hopefully, I can add to that resume a little bit yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. So, what'd you what'd you make for the competition? I made a drink called the Odyssey. It is inspired by many of the flavors of the Mediterranean. So it's got a deep red wine. We're using a shiraz. Uh, it's got fig jam, limes, uh, orange liqueur. They have an orange brandy liqueur in the house, oh, yeah. in the in the portfolio. So yeah, yeah. a little nudge yeah. in that direction and uh, and lime juice. So that uh, shake that up. Make a nice. It's got a, got a qualities of a sangria, but in a in a light. Oh, and there's a fernet in there as well. I almost forgot. Oh, I can't forget that. I know. It's where <laughs> it gets that earthy, you know, base notes that you need. Sort of. How cool! So, same way you think about perfume. If you've ever tried to mix perfume, you need, you need some earthy notes in there to really give it a foundation. I Can't say that I have. Well, <laughs> first time for everything.
0: Well, this is yeah, this is a fun event, and uh, so you haven't you haven't uh, presented your cocktail yet.
2: No, I am the penultimate competitor today, so second to last. All right. How cool.
0: A oh, fig jam. What what inspired you to put that in your cocktail?
2: Oh, my uh, my chef actually just came back from a, uh, a Lebanese grocery store around the corner from the bar with a jar of fig jam one day, and he said, "Hey, make something with this." So it's kind of kind of one of his favorite games to play. So I did, and this is the fruit of that labor, and it's delicious. It makes sense. It makes sense to put, uh, you know, I mean, instead of simple
0: syrup or something, put, put some jam, marmalade, something in your drink. Why not? Why not? <laughs> you got it.
2: Good stuff. <laughs> so once again, the name of your bar is what? 12 Mile Limit. All right. Yeah. How do you get there from here? Uh, do you know where... <laughs> if, uh, are, you, are you local? Do you, uh, no, yeah. I'm okay. from New York. Well, my, uh, the easiest way is to get out on the Canal Streetcar, head away from the river on Canal Street until you pass Jefferson Davis. Then it's about two blocks, you get to Telemachus Street. We're at the corner of Telemachus and uh, Bowdoin. So we're four blocks off the Canal Streetcar line, easy to get to, public transportation. There will also be a cocktail coach bringing people out to 12-mile limit on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights this week. Wait so catch it. <laughs> That's where the action is. All right.
0: How oh, cool. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm ashamed to admit, I, you know, this is my third year in a row at Tales of the Cocktail, but I haven't ventured really outside the French Quarter, unfortunately. There's, there's
2: <laughs> so much to do in the French Quarter and the Marigny and downtown that I, I don't get mad at people if they don't make it all the way out to Mid-City on their first half dozen tries. <laughs> You'll get there. Nobody, nobody stops coming to New Orleans. <laughs> exactly. So this is a cool venue. Yeah, yeah I like actually, it. my, it's my first time here. Yeah, well, it's but, pretty uh, new, isn't it? Yeah, very new. Sucre is a brand that's been around New Orleans for, for right. a while now. They do some very, very high-end, very kind of high-concept sweets, right. And this is their, their sit-down offering.
0: Very nice, very nice.
2: Indeed. All right, well, it's such a pleasure to meet you. Thank you very much. I appreciate yeah, good the time. Luck. Thank you, thank you. Can't
0: wait to try your cocktail. Hi. Hi.
2: Adam Murphy, hi.
0: Brian Weber, pleasure to hi. meet hi. you.
3: Hi. Adam. Nice to
2: meet you. Where are you from?
3: I'm from Chicago, Illinois. All right. And uh, what part do you work at? I don't work at a bar. Okay. I'm a uh, kind of a freelance mixologist, mostly a full-time and full-time engineer.
2: Really?
3: Yeah. And I've done, uh, just do mixology in my free time and I've entered a few contests here and there and now I'm here. It's
0: kind of a good way to do it. You know, like when you get involved with the, the bar business, you get a little, um, it can be overwhelming. And Takes sure. up a lot of your time, and <laughs> yeah,
3: well, I mean, I, I I watch what these guys do. You know, I go to bars and, yeah. and have cocktails, and I think like, you know, I can make a I can make a good cocktail at home, right. but if I if it were too deep, even too deep at the bar, let alone three deep, I'd I'd be done. Or you know, four <laughs> orders at once. I've seen people do five, six. I'm not. But uh, but you created a cocktail that made yeah. the top eight in this
0: competition, so that's pretty pretty cool. Uh,
3: what what'd you make? Uh, so my my drink's called Pablo and Andrea. It uh, has um, the, uh, a new Riesling as the base with uh Mezcal, pineapple juice, Campari, and uh, pineapple juice, if you shake it hard enough, gives you a nice little head, and then I put a couple of drops of Peychaud's on top, and uh, yeah, turn, it tastes good to me.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. So, well, if it's got mescal in it, yeah. you can't go wrong. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I've noticed that too, when you shake pineapple juice, you get like a nice frothy head. It's, it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Nope, you don't need didn't need egg white with this one, and yeah. still had enough head to like kind of have that bitter sit on top like a pisco sour. It works. So Sounds try, great. Try later. I'm up in maybe two two slots, I think. All right. Well, I've got a little of the Riesling right here, and it's um it's a nice Riesling. It's not it's not overly sweet. Yeah, when I uh, was I've been playing around with you know mezcal, Campari, pineapple for a while, and it's a pretty pretty standard combo for me these days. And when I when there was this contest, I grabbed a bottle of the Riesling and. It kind of just fit right in like it was already already kind of had the acidity balance of the final cocktail so i didn't really have to change a whole lot of, of kind of that that base flavor profile that i had and then you know but the brightness of the Riesling really really kind of shines through in this one so
0: yeah this has got a nice balance of sweet and acidity and um low alcohol but yeah, yeah you're probably your challenge was probably to Preserve that as you went forward with the cocktail yeah yep yep definitely (laughs) how cool well adam was such a pleasure to meet you yes thank you cheers good luck i hope you win i do too (laughs) all right that was a lot of fun and you heard me uh interview the winner of the contest zachary patterson last week and if you go to bartenderjourney.net i will post up his winning recipes up there Alright, we've got more Tales of the Cocktail talk coming up with Tony in just a minute. But first, I want to tell you about some of the great guests I have lined up for you for bartender journey for the Bartender Journey podcast in upcoming weeks. I have Tristan Stevenson, and he's a great bartender from uh, England, and he worked with Jamie Oliver in some of his restaurants, and uh, he's also the author of The Curious Bartender line of books. His book, The uh, The Curious Bartender An Odyssey of Malt, Bourbon, and Rye Whiskies, was shortlisted this year at Tales of the Cocktail for the the Best New Spirits Book uh, award and uh, his other book The Curious Bartender The Artistry and Alchemy of Creating the Perfect Cocktail is another it's a great great book and uh, we're going to talk all about those books uh, in an upcoming episode uh, next week or the week after also coming up an interview with the lovely Anne Louise Marquis and she is brand ambassador uh, for uh, Grommanier and we talk all about Grommanier and bartending and that um, is a fabulous interview and I can't wait for you all to hear that one. Anne Louise was at at Tales of the Cocktail and uh, we were trying to meet up and that was another thing that didn't happen (laughs) Tales of the Cocktail. It's amazing how how quickly tales goes by and and uh, you, all the things you want to do uh, all the things you have planned <laughs> that don't always work out because there's, there's just so much to do and, and so many parties and things to learn and and people to meet so uh, but uh, anyway I can't wait for you guys to hear my interview with Ann Louise so make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or however you get your podcasts so as soon as these new episodes become available they'll download to your phone or whatever right away alright we're going to talk to Tony Tony is a listener to the podcast and he contacts Me before Tails, telling me he was going down to Tails for the first time, and uh, I wanted to hear his impressions of his first Tails. So, uh, hey, don't forget to stay tuned to the very end of the podcast for our toast. Right now, we're listening to Caso O Mama by Salmo. All right, let's talk to Tony.
4: Hey, Brian, how you doing?
0: Good, man. How are you? Doing good, doing good. So, uh, yeah, we we tried to meet up at Tails, it just didn't work out somehow. But
4: uh... (laughs) yeah, Tails was a crazy experience. So.
0: I want to hear your uh, impressions as a first-time goer to Tales. So how was it for you?
4: Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was definitely a, a monumental experience uh, as far as my life and the industry is concerned. Really just completely outstanding. Um, I had high hopes and expectations for the event, and it definitely uh, well surpassed all of my hopes and expectations. So it was money well spent.
0: Yeah, yeah. I felt the same way my first time going. You know, it's just like you—you you, kind of have, you're not sure quite what to expect, but it's even better than you know you can imagine. You know, <laughs>
4: for sure, for sure. You just don't know. There's just so much to do and so much to take in, and business and pleasure all in one. It's outstanding. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. How do you think it'll affect you uh, now as a, as a bartender after that experience?
4: To be honest with you, uh, actually, just like an hour ago, I just hit the coffee shop to rewrite some of the notes. I took from, uh, the five seminars that I attended and, uh, there's just so much knowledge and information and I definitely have a new, uh, spring in my steps, so to say, and, uh, you know, a new found, uh, sense of inspiration for my, my fellow coworkers and everything else that like I'm bringing it kind of breath of fresh air back to them that, you know, who couldn't have attended so
0: yeah it's it's amazing isn't it wow five seminars that's uh that was ambitious for your first for your first tales that's great what what,
4: what? <laughs> <laughs> i'm an ambitious kind of person you know
0: <laughs> what uh which seminars did you go to
4: i went to uh sustaining a career as a bartender mm-hmm. physiology of shake cool the long haul what was that one the long haul the long haul yeah it was long haul bars built to last oh right um yeah it was with Duchesne eric and uh Uh, other owners of bars that had bars operating for 10 years plus basically oh gotcha yeah um probably like the best one i went to though and uh i mean they were all great but building and apprenticing your team Mm. i think that was the name of it uh it was another one put on by dushan building and
0: and apprenticing is that what you said
4: yeah building and apprenticing your team gotcha yeah cool and uh that was outstanding i mean so much knowledge i think i had like seven pages worth of notes.
0: Yeah, I'm the same way at the seminars. a lot. I'll just be scribbling the entire time, you know.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's it's valuable. I mean, they're just, you know, chopping nuggets of gold here and there that like you would you would not get, you know, in your normal day-to-day.
0: No, absolutely. Well, it's you know, it's the best people in the industry are there, you know, giving the seminars and uh and attending the seminars, you know.
4: Yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs>
0: and then so then uh what else happened we we were trying to meet up at the pool party one time that didn't work out so many times so many times yeah
4: <laughs> I mean there's definitely a bunch of days that are a complete blur uh, yeah because yeah there's just you know tons of cocktails good cocktails and tasting rooms and whatnot. so my Thursday was complete like I think I ground out I don't know what happened but uh <laughs> I definitely like I did hit, hit the hotel at some point yeah and, you know, maybe because of the travel and they share excitement and you know whatnot. After that Thursday, I had a couple more seminars, and then uh, I met a group of bartenders from Puerto Rico, some of them being like some of the best in the world, and uh, kind of you know had fun with them, and we're going to different seminars with them, actually. We had, like, same seminars, so it was pretty cool, because I went down there by myself, so you know, uh, being able to basically, like, link up and make friends down there is super easy, and I mean a ton of fun. Great connections were made too, you know? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Several people asked me like that, what you know, what if I go to Tales by myself? Like I was like, It's no problem at all.
2: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: you're gonna you're gonna come home with a lot more friends than you had when you went. In fact you might make more friends because you're alone, you know?
4: it's definitely true. It's it's like a double edged sword. Like you could go with people and then you're kinda like stuck to doing what they wanna do and yeah. the collective agenda. Right. But being by yourself I kinda just went with the wind and I made some great friends out of it you know yeah
0: I know that that's what's so much fun about tails it's like you know if you don't have something planned it's like oh you know you talk to somebody oh what are you doing oh there's this thing going on down the street oh I didn't know about that okay let's go <laughs>
4: yeah for sure for sure I mean it definitely was a little daunting at first and like that's something that like you know you know, going by yourself and the expenses of it maybe coming out of pocket on your own for it yeah. all those factors could you know make you be like maybe I won't go this year or or pass it up, but I strongly advise that you just kind of bite the bullet and do it even if you're going by yourself, even if you're coming out of pocket because even if you're on the cusp of potentially, you know, wanting to take your career to the next level or just have a peak in the interest of it, it will blow the doors open for you for sure.
0: Yeah, it is really, like, inspirational somehow to to be around all those people and the great drinks and the great hospitality, you know? yeah.
4: for sure. I mean, you're seeing some of the best bartenders in the world, like, you know, I got to get to that level now.
0: It just keeps you, uh, inspired and, you know, reaching for the next, the next level, you know, for sure.
4: And also something that I didn't know either. And that was, uh, super beneficial is that some, by the time I booked a lot of the seminars, they were already sold out. Some of them that I wanted to go to. Right. And, uh, there's standby lines, which I had no idea about that you can just, if you get there early enough, and you're like the first, say ten in standby, depending on how many people cancel, which you know people are forgetting to go to seminars <laughs> or and hung over. hungover. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it happens. So, um, I got into like two seminars that I really wanted to go to that was sold out because there was just extra space in the room. Did you? you have know?
2: Did you have to pay? So you still
4: got to pay for them. Yeah. yeah, you still pay for them. But uh, you know, that's fine with me. Like I was, I would have paid for it anyway. Yeah. So you just kind of you go show there about like ten minutes before the seminar begins? They'll let everybody that has tickets and they'll wait another five minutes after the seminar begins right and after that five minutes is up, depending on the room, they'll let you know two three to twenty people in the room and
0: then how do you uh what do they scan your card right there at the door or yeah know? yeah the, huh. yep
4: you'll just pay right there at the door it's only credit card okay and uh yeah it's like it's called the standby line
0: yeah right? i know so I knew like about the standby regular. line but i thought I thought right. that was just so for like the press or whatever
4: no no that was that's for any overflow of people, so I got into two seminars, one of them being the mentorship seminar, which was ended up being the most valuable seminar to me, mm. and uh I got in that just by uh getting in there a few minutes early and just camping out a little bit till they let the
0: people in so any other uh, memorable parties you went to or uh anything like that?
4: Yeah, I mean the William Grandson's party was epic. No doubt about that. The,
0: that was the one at the World War II Museum, right? Yeah, I was. That was like 10 o'clock at night. I was trying to. I. I, I, would, I didn't make it.
4: <laughs> that was that was ridiculous. Uh, it really was. It was a. Uh, it was an Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, yeah. So it was just uh, yeah, quite interesting. Quite everybody was in character. The people that worked there. It was...
0: I really, I really wanted to go to that, but I, I find myself by ten o'clock, I'm just done.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I start, you know, I started going to the seminar I, every morning. I had a seminar at ten o'clock, you know. So it was like, and you know, they of course serve you cocktails during the seminar. So <laughs> ten in the morning till ten at night. That's that's enough, you know.
4: <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. There was there's definitely a lot of uh, Depository going on and those wee hours I mean there was definitely a night that I stayed up till about seven AM passing a flask of rum back and forth with one of my newfound friends. <laughs> nice. and, you know <laughs> And it was it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful.
0: Well just before that, the uh the William Grant party was the uh the Pinot Ricard party. Did you hit that
4: one? No, I didn't hit that one. I heard good things about
0: that. That was that was amazing. That was amazing. The Rebirth Jazz Band was playing, man. I was like, "This band is great." They're like, "Yeah, that's the Rebirth Jazz Band." I was like,
2: "Are you fucking kidding me?"
4: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah. That was. Yeah, for sure. But I, you know, I was just like, "Wow, this band's really impressive." They're like,
4: yeah, <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> it's amazing. So many memorable experiences down there. One thing I do remember is that uh, going to the uh, Roosevelt Hotel and having a chaserack there, because mm. that was one of the best cocktails I had the whole trip it was ugly amazing
0: yeah there's only there's always one cocktail that stands out in your mind you know from from. There. oh man having yeah.
4: a Sazerac in the Roosevelt Hotel yeah it, it doesn't get much better than that I don't know it's perfection in the glass it just feels right when you're in New Orleans yeah yeah
0: I wish I had a record of every you know cocktail that I tried because uh, there's so many great ones and you
4: can't you know there's no way of remembering them all but <laughs> no no That's I tried true. entering them into my notepad on my phone as I went but
0: there's and, a lot of gibberish in there too now. Yeah. <laughs> but plus, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to be on your phone the whole time you're down there, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, I, one one thing I try to do is that any, anytime uh, there's a bar with the with the um, with a cocktail with an ingredients listed, I would try to remember to take a picture. Of. Although even that I didn't. Oh, absolutely. Even that I didn't uh, wasn't too uh,
4: stringent with or. Uh, was, and even when I like you take a picture of that. You know, cocktail, and then you try and go home, and or you know, go to your own bar and replicate it. it, it you know, barely comes out right. You tweak it so so much, but there are some amazing drinks yeah. right out there.
0: And it, what else is amazing is how they uh, how, how they're able to batch those things because it's not quite the same thing. Oh. You know, I mean, it's it's incredible what they do there.
4: I don't know how they're doing that. Yeah, there. I mean, it's a lot of practice. Obviously, they're, they're professionals. You know, no doubt about it. The caps are that lifeline. You know,
0: anybody who doesn't know, it's called a cocktail apprentice program and they're just an army of, uh, of, uh, volunteers that, that, um, and they're supervised by it's sort of like, you know, there's the upper supervisor. I forget the names exactly, but it's almost like a military ranking, you know, uh, and, uh, and the caps, um, Batch these cocktails, which is you know, it's 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 not easy to do. It's not the same thing as making one cocktail or two in your shaker. You know, they're making co- cocktails for like three hundred people and uh, or more at a time. You know, the the the, the proportions don't always, in fact, almost never um, come out the same way. You know, you can't just triple or, or times the recipe times a hundred. You know, it doesn't come out right. So, uh, the, but they they've got it down, man. It's amazing.
4: Yeah, no, they really are. I, I heard that um, after like. You get into they so say you have to apply to get into the caps program and I think it's, pretty, it's not easy to get into. Yeah. Um, and then once you get into it, once you finish the event, it tells um, they they tattoo a pineapple on you. you can I have think before you start, event. before you start, I think. Oh, it's oh Okay, I heard that story. And I was like, that's pretty awesome. You know, it's like, <laughs> like yeah, and know, uh, pineapples are like you know the sign of hospitality. It's right, like their badge of honor, I guess.
0: Yep. I think uh, when you go to apply for a job at a bar, you just roll up your sleeve and show that, and they hire you. <laughs> That's
2: it, right? <laughs> if they, like,
0: I mean, that is if if they're in the uh, in the loop, you know. Right. S- yeah, but so many places aren't in that loop or don't don't just don't understand th- that whole world, you know. And uh, no,
4: yeah, absolutely, it's difficult. I mean, even I'm in northwest New Jersey, all the way uh, twenty minutes or a half hour outside of Pennsylvania, and uh, you know we do like excellent cocktails at the spot that I'm at. And, everything, but it's hard because, you know, we're not in the city. We're in a, in a city location. So, right. a lot of people don't understand, you know, all that goes into it or the the difference between, you know, using sour mix off the of gun or using fresh juices. So, you know, it's a slow process. got to educate the, uh, the consumer. First. Yeah.
0: And, you know, and some people will be into it and, and some won't, you know, and, and, uh, right. a lot of people just want what they want. And, uh, that's okay. I guess you gotta, you know, you
2: gotta yeah,
4: give, give fine, the people too. what
0: they want. <laughs> For sure, but it is frustrating. Once you've you know you've once you've uh revealed this, once this world's been revealed to you, it's like you know you want everybody to know you about can't it. Can't go back. <laughs> no, I mean I had this conversation with so many people down at Tails, and it's just like you know you can't force it upon people, and you got to give people what they want, and it's so it's all about the experience. Mm-hmm. It's all about the experience more than the drink, anyway.
4: One hundred percent, it's so true. I mean, if that's something that was like beat over my head as far you know in the nicest way possible, I mean that it, I, through the seminars at least is that, you know, the cocktails and the drinks are a a secondary uh, factor. It's not the the main focus. And um, hospitality and experience is the ultimate goal, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, over and over again, like, we all experience that and we understand that. It's hard when you go to, you know, some of these, you know, nicer cocktail bars because maybe you feel like the drink was the, the main factor when that shouldn't be it, you know? It should definitely Mm. be the experience.
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's what's so cool about the event. That's one of the things that's so cool about the event. You know, it's everybody that's attending the event from all over the world is in the hospitality business, so everybody's very cool and friendly and you know hospitable. And then, but then there's New Orleans too, which you know is in itself is very hospitable, and you know that's part of their big part of their culture. So you you can't help you can't help but have a great time. (laughs) Yeah,
4: no, it's match made in heaven. Definitely between history and everything else that's there. Yeah. So cool. I mean, I just, I was at a, one of the seminars that I was going to for the standby line. Mm-hmm. is was actually uh, like Duchamp's mentoring seminar. And I was in the coffee shop at the Royal Sinesta and I went to get my coffee and I turned around and Dushan is standing right there. Yeah. And it's cool because he's somebody I look up to, obviously, in the industry. Brilliant right. really individual. And I love Employees Only. One of my favorite bars, obviously. It was just cool because we just, you know, introduced myself to him and said hello and told him thank you for, you know, all the inspiration and the movement that he's part of. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was it. You know, it was like it was cool. It was just like randomly in a coffee shop.
0: Yep. Oh yeah, you might bump into uh, Dale DeGroff or David Wondridge or any of those guys <laughs> in the coffee shop.
4: So cool. And you're like just like yeah, shoot the shit a little bit with them and on you go. You know.
0: On the flight home uh, back to LaGuardia. Uh, from New Orleans, um, it was packed full of people, including uh, Sean and Jack, owners of uh, Dead Rabbit, who won Best Bar in the world. The, you know that that weekend. <laughs> I, re- I ran into, uh, yeah, I talked to Sean and asked him uh, if he'd if he'd uh, do an interview with me. He said he would. I, I still have to contact him for that. I still have to bug still have to bug him for that. I don't know if That's I. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. There, there were. Everybody's always like, sure, you know, of course I'll be on the show. But I always feel like. I don't know. I'm
4: bugging them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely. But you know, it's honestly like, and that's something that you know, your podcast and you know, I definitely uh, told you this in the, in the past that is an amazing podcast. I mean, you're one of the reasons that uh, I I got like seventy, eighty percent there going to Tails because of the little insight that you know you passed on through the interviews of and uh, and 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 other you know Tales uh, podcasts that you did that. That's the, you know, some people, some sometimes it's so such a foreign idea or it's just a little too far out there, maybe for people who don't travel much. And that's not even me. I, I've traveled a lot, and I like challenges and doing things by myself. But even for me, it was a little daunting of a, of a task paying for it out out-of-pocket, not a lot of the unknowns. Mm-hmm. And uh, the podcast and, you know, meeting people and the interviews, it kind of really helps in, you know, bridging that gap and allowing having people to have a little faith into going to make that leap you know oh cool thanks for saying that i appreciate yeah. it <laughs> no, it's, it's awesome i, I appreciate it. there's not many like good good resources you know out there other than like you know i mean there's great books and and whatnot but as far as like podcasts and videos and things like that there's you know not all that much so that's uh-huh. it's just meeting people and talking about them and they get inspired you know that's really what we we're talking about passing it on basically you know that's yeah. it so, cool man all right, awesome, Brian. Well, thanks, man. Thanks, Tony. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Uh, thank I you. really appreciate it. And like I said, no bullshit. Your uh, your podcast is something that keeps me uh, like on the grind, basically. Oh,
2: cool,
0: Sounds man. Cool. Thanks for saying that. I appreciate it. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, Brian. Cheers. All right, that was fun uh, reminiscing about tales with Tony. Hey, don't forget to stay tuned for our toast. Our toast is coming up at the very end of the podcast. But first, I'll tell you, uh, please subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever. I've got so much great content coming up for you in the near future, and I don't want you to miss any of it. And uh, while we're talking about iTunes, if you can go on iTunes and uh, write a review and give some stars, five stars is the most you can give. That's the most. You Give as many as you like, but five is the most. And, uh, yeah, that, that helps out the show. It helps uh, other people find the show. So, And, uh, you know, share it on social media, too, with your bartender friends or your cocktail, you know, even your guests at the bar might be interested in listening to this. I don't know. Go to bartenderjourney.net and check out the uh, the books, the the books, and the other merchandise that I've uh, posted up there. It doesn't cost you any extra to buy through the links on bartenderjourney.net, but it does help out the show a little bit, and and the show needs a little support, uh, keeping it going. You know, I I love doing this show, but uh, there's costs incurred, so uh, if you can help out, I really I'd really appreciate it. Feel free to get in touch with me for any reason. It's vince.bartender at gmail.com. That's my email address. You can find me on Twitter at Barkeep Tips. Go to the Facebook page and like it. All right, here's our toast. There are five reasons I do think why it is good to have a drink. Good wine, a friend, or being dry, or less we should be by and by, or any other reason why. Cheers, my friends. We'll see you next time on Bartender Journey.